You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Empire. Hello and welcome to a special edition of my podcast sponsored by Lone Oak Coffee. Folks, I could go for a hell of a nice cup of their Ethiopian blend right now. Sounds great. For you, just visit LoneOakCoffee.com, use promo code COFFEE2020 to receive a discount. Today, I have two special guests. Hall of Famer Daryl Green drops by for a few minutes on the name change and to share what he's doing now to help with the COVID virus. Green is now an associate athletic director at George Mason University. I loved talking to him back in the day, enjoyed speaking with him for a few minutes Monday as well. Also, former Washington tackle John Jansen drops by. Of course, again, we talk about the name change. We also talk about Chase Young. Jansen works for the Big Ten Network. He's watched Young up close for a couple years now. Also, don't forget to check out my work on ESPN.com. I have multiple stories up right now about, you guessed it, the name change. What do other alumni think about it? Jeff Bostic wasn't a fan. Also, would the name Warriors pass muster for Native Americans? Well, one Native American leader I spoke to had a quick answer, no. She explains why in the story. And now, here's my interview with Hall of Famer Daryl Green. Before we get to the name, Daryl, I know you have some initiatives going on Before we get to the heavy stuff, what is it that you have going on that you're doing with the COVID stuff? Well, so there's an organization, well, should I tell a company that I've been working with for, uh, we're we're, we're right at our sixth year. So, you know me, I I work with youth. So I I created a program called Strong Youth, Strong Communities, where we travel around the country. Sometimes we've got 1,000, 1,600, 1,300, 800 youth, 13 to 18-year-olds, and they're in the auditorium. In the second year, we actually, I asked the Hall of Fame to partner with me and I bring Aeneas and Anthony Munoz, Aeneas Williams. But basically it's a program that I created and we're going in and inspiring and giving direction to you, to the youth. And I allow those two guys to share. And then we have a breakout session. And then we come back and kind of re-up ideal. Then we have lunch together. And so it's just really a, a, a time for me to continue to do what I've done in the learning centers for so many years, but take it on the road. And, and expand it in terms of trying to help the next generation figure their lives out and because and, and there's a lot of Q&A in it as well. Sure. And now, so because of my relationship with Centene, Centene is is one of the, you know, top three, top five uh, healthcare care uh, uh, organization companies in the country. Uh, uh, they're a managed care organization and they do some extraordinary work around the country. They also, uh, we, we launched what we call beyond the walls where we go in the prison systems as well. And then finally, we also have a program called Salute to Service where we we salute military, police, uh, firemen, all of those. So we've been we've been in fire departments, police departments. We've been in military bases, just trying to inspire people 
uh, with goodwill, uh, trying to give messages of, of hope and direction. So they sponsored that. Now, and so here we are in the COVID world. So we partnered with the National Minority Quality Forum. So it's a, the National Minority Quality Forum and the Centene Corporation. And the, the bottom line is this. We're trying to uh, narrow the, 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 the gulf between, uh, you know, the space between the disparities in health right. as it relates to minorities and people of colors. And so one of the areas that is right in our face is the idea of getting tested. And more, more important than getting tested is doing the antibodies test so that and so that you may know this and maybe not know this. And I'm not a doctor, but most of the medicines are really uh, are really uh, 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 tested on white males. Right. That's just really interesting when I found that out. But really, to be really successful, you've got to test, even though all human beings are reported to be 99.9% the same. Well, in reality, there's a part of our DNA that you can't just give everybody this medicine and everybody right. that medicine. So you have to get data on everybody to be uh, as effective as you can in producing uh, uh, something to make a difference for their life. And so in that, we have Chicago, I have Mike Singletary, and I, I'm the national uh, sort of, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I'm the national voice. Right. Uh, 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 and, 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 and Mike Singletary stand, stands for me in Chicago. Uh, uh, Aeneas Williams stands for me in New Orleans. Uh, Jerome Bettis stands for me in Michigan, in Flint, Flint Michigan. Uh, and, and Anthony Munoz in Ohio and, and, and Orlando Pace. And so I'm sort of the lead national voice and have these guys in these different cities trying to encourage people of color to come out and take take advantage of this opportunity for them. Because if you do have the COVID, sure. we're going to support you all the way through. Right. And we'll be following you for the next year, two years, three years, five years. And then also, so it's a good benefit for them today and then also for others tomorrow and because of that i'm i'm vouching you know me my business card says selling the historic integrity of a brand so right everything is integral everything is well thought out and the people you can count on and so i'm trying to encourage people of color uh to come out and, and get tested it'll benefit them and benefit others in the future so that's that's that program okay. and and it's exciting and we want to get that out and we'll be traveling the nation doing that so, and I think that's all great stuff. And what I obviously want to ask you about is, is the, you know, Washington's going to change the name. And, you know, I saw you on SportsCenter earlier talking about that. Is it an emotional time for you or do you say this is the right move and it's time? What's it like for you? Yeah, I'm 100%. I applaud Dan Snyder. I'm grateful. I'm grateful to him for pulling this trigger. There's a lot of people been hurting in this country for a lot of different reasons for a lot of different years. This is a, 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 another step in the process of uh, what I call reconciling history, healing the wounds of the past. And, and, it, and, it's, and it's not easy because, you know, people are flawed. Right. We make mistakes. We, we have bad behavior. And, and, you know, and so it's because of this us, it's always a problem. And so it starts with the decision that he made. And that's where we have to stop first and right. say, man, thank you. Thank you, sir, for that. We appreciate that. Then from there we go to okay. Now let's have the uh, the the conversations. Let's have the adult-sized conversations. 
And those conversations can be anything from is that apology needed? Uh, is there uh, how do you measure and, re, the, 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 and what is required for repair? Uh, do we take the name off of trophies? Do we get rid of our jerseys? All of those things have to be discussed. Right. Not, in, not screaming and hollering. We already have done the, the biggest part is that we acknowledge a pain in a nation toward a people. And now we're saying, let's fix that, man. Right. And so it's not a screaming, hollering moment. It's a moment of now coming together and putting common sense to bear uh, and saying, let's do what's right. Let's do what's right. And so for me, uh, everything is up. Everything is up in the air. You can have uh, the, the jerseys, the helmets, all that stuff. You know, give me the new helmet. I take the new helmet. Give me the new jersey. I'll put that on the wall. So, you know, but because at the end of the day, uh, John, we just got to start saying and seeing that human beings really do mean more than computers and money and trophies and jerseys and stuff. That at the end of the day, the most fascinating and the most extraordinary of all creation are human beings. And, and, Gerald, and the Bible tells us to, uh, to owe nobody anything but to love them. So that's what we've got to do. And Daryl, I know your time is tight here, so I got two more quick things. When did you come to the realization that maybe this was the right move? Did you think about it much as a player, or is it more later on after you were done? Yeah, I never thought about it as a player. <clears throat> as a player, I heard a lot of African Americans, ex ex old players that I've seen from different cities, and ex other elder people and or people who had followed the skins from North Carolina and different cities and D.C. And they would say, Daryl, man, I really love you, but man, I hate the Redskins. They talked about the old song, Fight for Old Dixie. Right. They talked about George Preston Marshall. They talked about the historic part of Bobby, you know, all of that. I heard that for many years. Sure. But truthfully, no, I never really, it never really got me going. And, and obviously, uh, we'd have to be living on the rock if we're not in America, if we're in America today and not realize that, you know what? Everything is up in the air now and things are being exposed. The light is being uh, shined up on a lot of darkness. And so I'm, I'm, I'm with that and I'm grateful for that. But in terms of why not then versus now, or why didn't he then or why didn't I then? I don't really care. I'm just glad that today is called today and we're here. Last question then. Do you have a preference for what you'd like to see it be called moving and what, how you'd like to see it being portrayed moving forward? The Washington Red Tails will be great, honoring one of the great uh, uh, group of men who served this country with no real applause under great, great duress and, and odds. Uh, those men uh, are some of the great heroes of America. And there's many other great heroes of America, too. But sure. this is you asked me, so I'm telling you, that would be, my, that would be my, my heartbeat to support the men who flew and had the patch on their shoulders and didn't always uh, get welcomed back when it came down to the ground the way others. I think there'd be a level of, you know, it's funny because I did talk to some players who said there would be a level of excitement because they're part of something new now. So that would certainly be new. That would be something to be proud of and honored. It would be a real honor, you know. This is a great time. You know, don't don't buy it for people screaming and hollering and cussing. Take that somewhere else, folks. This is a time of a reconciliation and moving forward. And, and um Let's not come out of this the way we went into it. Let's not come out of the COVID the way we went into it. Let's not come out of this time with, with such a ratio of upheaval and so forth uh, uh, in the same way we went into that. Daryl, you're the best. Thank you very much for your time. I know you're swamped today. 
Thank, take care, man. Always good talking to you. Appreciate it, John. After this break, I'll be back with another interview with someone I enjoyed covering, John Jansen. He's an old school football guy, so what does he think about the name change? Also, if you're dying for football talk, you'll like what he has to say when I ask him to compare Chase Young and Nick Bosa. You would have seen them both. Plus, I get a little digging on Jansen at the end. months ago, I stopped into a store for a sandwich, but it was the smell of the coffee that knocked me over. That's when I fell in love with Lone Oak Coffee. I bought some of their Mexican blend and was happy for the rest of the week. Lone Oak is a small specialty-based coffee roaster company in Winchester, Virginia. They finished ninth in the nation in the U.S. Coffee Roasting Championships in 2017. They have received many awards for their house blend at the world's largest coffee roasting competition. Here's what I love about Lone Oak. They dial in each coffee to fit its best profile, bringing out the natural nuances and highlighting interesting flavors. I'm drinking their Brazilian blend now with a mix of nutty and almond flavors. They have coffees from all over the world. I love their smooth Colombian with hints of cocoa and caramel apple. Go to LoneOakCoffee.com, L-O-N-E-O-A-K, coffee.com. And when you order, use the code COFFEE2020. That's COFFEE2020 you will receive a 5% discount with free shipping on any orders over $25. Start your day off right with Lone Oak Coffee. Now I'm joined by a Redskins legend, John Jansen. Played, was it 10 years for the Redskins? Is that what you played? I did. It was a decade. It was a decade. Oh, my God. And that was a while ago, too. That's that's going to make me feel old. But <laughs> yeah, you're more also, than a ago. <laughs> yes, but you're also an old school football guy when you hear this team's name is now changing how does it resonate with you uh you know things change over time and they change for a lot of different reasons and as long as they're changing for valid reasons and and ones that whether it's the fan base whether it's a a, you know a certain individual it could be just one person um it doesn't matter as as long as there's there's some valid reasons and for the redskins to change their name this is something that's been talked about for, I mean, shoot, since before I played for the Washington Redskins, this has been a conversation. Right. And so it's, I know that there's concern over the history of, of the Washington football team. There's, there's some concern from, from the former players that are, you know, what, what does this mean about our legacy? Does this somehow tarnish what we did? And right. I, I don't view it that way because it's still going to be the same same team that we played for. You can change names. Names change every year, right? You know, it depends on right. who's the, the name on the back of the jersey. Those change all the time. Right. So the one that's on the front or the one that's on your helmet, it's just a name. And and it's the organization that you play for. And and that's and, and ultimately I think like those memories still exist in people's minds because they were created by people, not necessarily the name, but when you were playing here, did you ever consider what this, what, you know, because obviously some people didn't view the word, they did not view the word, word Redskins as derogatory or offensive. A lot of other, other people did. Was it ever discussed and did you ever think about it during your playing days here? Uh, I was, I only thought about it when people asked the question. And exactly. uh, my answer was always, you know, when I go out there and play, I'm playing for 
you know, what the team stands for and what it means. And for me, it meant honor, integrity. Uh, it meant hard work. Um, you know, the ability to fight, the ability to come back, the, the ability to get knocked down and, uh, and get back up and fight. And I wanted to go out there, whether it was the name on my back, uh, it was the name of my teammates, is the name of the organization, the community that I played in. I wanted to show them respect by going out there and playing hard every day. So when, when you get, because again, I think even for me as a beat reporter now, it's like, well, what am I going to, you know, people say, what team do you cover? It's like, well, it's the Washington whatever's. People would be like, well, who is that? They, I think there's going to take some time to get branded. Do you, and you brought this up earlier, but do you worry about, not worry about, do you think about like for an ex-player, what do you say? If somebody says, oh, you play in the NFL, who'd you play for? Do you, you know what I mean? Do you, does that, is it just, do you just say, hey, I played for the Redskins? That's because that's what it was. Yeah. It might uh, be a I silly question, but I'm curious how guys feel. Uh, I said, I'm sure everybody feels differently at some point. And, you know, it's, for me, it, it it all revolves around, um, you know, that's the team. I was drafted by the Washington Redskins. I played right. for the Washington Redskins. Does that, you know, it, it, and the concern that I had at the time wasn't, you know, the, the name of the team. The, the, the concern I had was as a rookie, I got to make the team. I got to earn my spot. Right. And then every year after that, you know this, you've covered the team long enough right. to know that being a professional athlete isn't easy and keeping your position isn't easy. So right. my focus solely on winning football games, going out there and playing as hard as I could and and trying to keep my my position, my job as long as I possibly could. And when when did you start to really maybe think about the name? Was I mean I, I'm guessing when you're done is probably when because it be, and especially over the last couple of months, when did you really start to think, well maybe it might be time for a change? Over time you start to see you start to see the world in a different light. And, you know, whether it's from the experiences you had as a youngster, the experiences you had as a young adult, um, you know, everybody is shaped by their experiences. And to think that, you know, everybody, when they get to the to the Washington team or when they leave it, that everybody sees things the same way um, or with the same background is, is ridiculous because that's not how the world works, right? But the beautiful thing about football is you're introduced to a lot of people from a lot of different backgrounds uh, and they come from all over and through the camaraderie of teammates, through coming together as a team and getting to know somebody else, you get a snapshot and, and not the whole thing because you don't, again, you didn't have their full experience, but you get a snapshot right. of how they see the world. And then you start to form your own opinions. And if I could go back and, and give my 20 year old self uh, you know, a, a, a bit of knowledge, I, I would love to do that, but I didn't, I don't have that opportunity. And, you know, for, for the Washington organization to change their name, I know a lot of people want to get after Mr. Snyder. They want to get after whoever has owned the team while it was named the Washington Redskins. We got to give them a chance and, and tell them that, right. you know, Hey, it's okay to change. It's okay to change your mind. It's okay to do something different because we all arrive at our conclusions at different times. I also wonder too, like you know that fans really clung they cling to the history of a franchise. And part of that history here, of course, is the name. What would you say to fans who like because there are a lot of fans who are going to be hurting for this and it may take it's going to take them a little while. What would you say to them, you know, to maybe you know get them to segue into being fans of whatever the team name is? 
The, the one thing that I, I think I've learned through my time in sport and especially now on the, on the broadcast side of things is everything is, is about relationships. And right. when I was there, I had a, I felt like I had a really good relationship with the media. You know, I, I obviously, you know, had, have talked on and on, on and off with you for over the years in regards to uh, your alma mater and mine and our time in Washington. And you may or may not have had a phone that, that, broke or, or didn't and I don't really know the cause of that I was accused um, but we're not sure how that all, how, how that all happened but but the, but the the point is the relationship is between me and the fans and the and the relationship right. that the fans had with me it was my relationship with my coaches with the media with everybody that was a part of what made you know the team at the time which was the Washington Redskins, as as special as it was and those relationships aren't going anywhere right i still when i come back to the dc area i have a lot of people that i want to get to see and when i walk around people still remember my time with the redskins well that's i i know that change can come hard and it's not always fun but it doesn't mean it has to be a bad thing and I do, I know you got to get going too, but <laughs> see, we're having dueling helmets right here now. And I know my helmet is uh -huh. smaller, but it packs a lot more weight these days, doesn't it? So, uh, well, you know what? Hey, size matters. Don't let anybody fool you. Size matters. <laughs> well, that's okay. I'll take 17 out of 19. Put that aside. But I do want to ask you about uh, hey. one guy that you would have seen play in college who is an Ohio State guy. Chase Young coming here, and you would have seen him against your alma mater and, and other games. What do you think about the addition of Chase Young, and what he what what did you see about him as a player that stands out? Well, the the thing that's special about Chase is he's a unique athlete, right? He can he's a guy that can play all four downs. Um, he doesn't have to come off the field on on short yardage. He doesn't have to come off the field on rundowns. He's not just a pass rusher, so he's going to be on the field all the time. And the unique thing about him is that he can play every position across the front. And and I quite honestly, if if you've got some creativity on the defensive side of things, he doesn't even have to have his hand in the dirt. You can roam him around a lot like when we played Jason Taylor. Um, you know, right. he was a guy that had that ability to roam around and at the snap of the ball, he could line up at a three technique, he could line up outside, he could line up on either side of the ball and be very effective and, and strike fear into a lot of offensive lines. And, and quite honestly, that's one of the hardest things when you have a guy that you don't necessarily know where they're lining up and you're going to have to identify where he is all the time. Right. When you're waiting for the last second to identify where he is and shift your protection, then all of a sudden you've got to make split seconds decisions and they may be right half the time. They may be right three quarters of the time, right. but it only takes defense one or two right. times for them to, to come out with success. You How would he compare to – last one for this one. How did he compare to Bosa? Because those guys came out, Nick came out, and then he came out. How does he compare to him as a player, you think? Um, so for me, I, I like Chase Young because of – Really, his athletic ability, I think he's a little bit more athletic. Um, I think he uses his hands better at this time. Now, both the Boses have done a great job at the next level of continuing to work on their right. technique. I think Chase Young is just a, a step or two ahead of them coming out of college. So I want – this is the last question, but – 
because back in the day, you guys as Michigan shared a national championship with Nebraska. Is it your year or is it Nebraska's year to keep that ring? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, yeah, I tell you what. You, next time I see you, I'll have it on, and I'll show you where I'll stick it. <laughs> on that note, I'm going to say goodbye. <laughs> have a good Thanks. one, man. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Anytime. Thanks for having me. After this break, I'll wrap up the show with a few thoughts of my own on the name situation. Welcome back. Now here are a few things I think you should know. First of all, Monday was a crazy day, arguably the craziest day on my, t- my, on my time on the beat. I was probably asked to be on a dozen radio shows at least. I went on national ESP- ESPN shows, starting with Golik and Wingo at 7 a.m., the Dan Patrick Show, Mina Kimes Podcast, one with ABC News, and also some other national shows throughout the day on ESPN. It was heady, and I don't tell you that to brag about it, it's just more about the chaos because in between, I'm on the phone all day talking to editors, talking to Doug Williams, Jeff Bostic. I talked to Brian Mitchell and talked to, you know, I talked to Daryl Green. I talked to John Jansen, talked to Doc, talked to Doc Walker. I, I, actually, I talked to him on the podcast last week. So there's just there's so much that goes into this. And again, it's just as an example of how chaotic it was. And while I'm taping this at about 7.20 on a Monday night, I'm guessing I have several more hours to go. Didn't eat lunch till about 4 o'clock. Haven't eaten dinner yet. Won't eat for a little while. And this comes after a night in which I was up until about 1 a.m. working, which followed a week of similar nights. Folks, it's not how it's supposed to go in July, but here we are. You do the job you have to do. I've always stayed away from giving my opinion, opinion of the name because I didn't feel it was really my fight. And I felt as a reporter, I have to have some level of neutrality because there are deep passion and emotion on both sides. I did not grow up a, a fan, a, a Washington fan, nor was I Native American. But I'm a sports fan. And I feel for those of you who mourn this loss. I grew up in Cleveland and saw the team move away. This is not the same situation. Back then, I heard the pain in my dad's voice when we talked about it. I saw how it affected the city, my, my siblings, the city, again, the city I grew up in and still love. It was an absolute death for the city, and it felt that way for many. There was nothing good that came out of that. It wasn't like there were a group of people saying, hey, this is good because, or, but for, to be, for that whole city, it was all bad. Yeah, they got the name and the colors back, but it's three years of torture and hell. And it has been that way ever since for people who have remained Browns fans most of whom I think have. I don't say that to say you shouldn't feel a certain way because I don't blame those of you who are pained. You're allowed to feel that way. My broader point is how much I understand the connection that people feel to all parts of a franchise, to the history. The history means the song, the colors, the name, etc., the helmets. Nor am I going to tell you again how you should feel. That's not my job. I can tell you my family went back to rooting for the Browns because they still represented the city of Cleveland. If the Indians change their name, I'm still going to root for them because, for me, it's about the first name on the, on the, uh, for the team, not the last. But I get the connection, and I get the passion. I will never, ever underestimate that. It's why I love what I do and connecting with fans. I think it would be highly arrogant of me to say, get over it, move on. It's just a name. For some, that is what it is. And I think they're going to be able to do that. I think that's great. I think that's going to be healthy for them. And I think it's going to bring other people along, too. And I think that's a good thing. I would hope in time people come to realize it's about the relationships and the city itself 
and the players in those jerseys. Those titles they won still exist. That memory you have with your dad or your mom or your brother or your sister will never go away. You can create more. In some ways, this removes something that many hated about this franchise outside of Washington. And I know that every bad call that went against Washington was greeted with, they hate the team because of the name. That's why the call was bad. That stuff goes away. I will say in talking to some players, including one prominent one, there wasn't this feeling of, now who, now who are we? Instead, one player said he actually, there was a level of excitement for him because he felt like they're going to be part of something new and something they can create on their own. They don't worry about the names in the same way. They, it still matters to them that they play for this franchise. This franchise will still resonate with others because of how long it's been around. And, and also, I think there's going to be some that say, you know what, I want to play for them. If you have a, you know, you get this right logo or you, maybe you're perceived as being on the quote-unquote right side of history. I also know in talking to others, coaches or whatever, who have come here over the years, that the name and the logo did mean something to them. I'm not going to, I'm not going to wipe that either. I'm not going to tell you that everybody feels a certain way. That's not the truth. But the people who work here will now go from saying, and I've had talks with people like this, about this. They're going to go from saying, this is what we look for in a Redskin to, this is what we look for in whatever the team name is. It doesn't change their jobs. If Dwayne Haskins has a great year, how much will you really care about if it's for the Redskins or the Red Wolves or any other name? Maybe it will. But to me, winning has been the biggest issue here, not the name. If they get back to winning, it could be fun to be a fan again. If they don't get back to winning, yeah, it's probably going to affect you in a certain way. and It's going to rob you maybe of what you feel your enjoyment is because it's hard to do that now. You won't have to feel like, however, you won't have to feel like the world is against all of you. Maybe for a change, it'll be with you. Also, I'm not one for calling others racist for having rooted for this team and not wanting the, the name to be removed. Whether or not I think it's the right call, it doesn't matter. But I know too many good people who saw the polls over the years, who saw other high schools on reservations with the same name, who wondered, well, why isn't it okay? So there are, you know, I think even like in talking to Doug Williams, he would say that there were conflicting messages or, or parts of this that they had to come to grips with as well. I also get others who say, enough's enough. It's not a hot take, but if certain customs matter to you in your in your in your history, in your history as a group of people, then you see them being used in the stands as part of a game, it has to feel, feel very personal. And whether or not others, whether or not they all feel that way, some clearly do. And for those who cling to the name, you're going to have to respect how those people feel if they see what they feel as part of their heritage being on display as part of a mascot. That's what a lot of this is about. And again, you don't have to agree with that. But I'm just telling you, that's the stuff that I hear. So I'm just relaying it to you. And just like you hope people feel, understand where your position is, I hope you can understand others as well, because that's how we can advance here. As far as what's next, my colleague Adam Schefter reported that they would no longer use Native American imagery. I was told the plan as of now would be to retain the colors. You can read more about the de details about what goes on to it, into this on my very stories on ESPN.com. But they can get a trademark even if somebody else has applied for one. And if it does, and it doesn't mean they'll have to pay a lot of money to go get someone to give it up. They can contest it. It probably wouldn't be approved for someone else if Washington wants it. That's just my feeling. That's what I've heard from talking to trademark attorneys and all that. Simply because this franchise will use it for commercial purposes. As for the name, I know one of the Native American leaders, as I said earlier, spoke to does not want warriors. She said it, in her view, it's too close to the Native American imagery that they're trying to get away from 
and it would put Washington back in a troubling spot in their eyes. So it would lead the organization up to maybe, I wouldn't say a tax, but maybe further demands to get it to get away from all that. And for those wondering, no, I don't think they're going to stop. By the way, let me, like I say, for, for, for the imagery and all that, it's not, just, it's not really about thinking the name Warriors is racist. That's not what it is. It's about what does it lead to, what customs it lead to for fans. That's what I think this is about. And again, this is what I'm relaying and what I'm gathering in my reporting from other people. And for those wondering, I don't think they're going to stop with Washington. They do want other sports teams to change. They want to see Washington be kind of an agent of change for others. And now they see a path to accomplishing that goal. It'll just be whether or not sponsors agree and then what a team decides. There's a long way to go in this, folks. I have a hard time, based on the people I've talked to over the last week, at seeing everything as far as Washington's new name being wrapped up by camp. I can easily see a name being announced soon. I was told the other day that there is a name that Dan Snyder likes and is excited about. You know, and I was told that he's kind of gone through the process of feeling, you know, a level of, you know, either reluctance and then acceptance at what he has to do, and then maybe a level of excitement about what he feels comes next. And maybe he'll feel like maybe they'll change for this franchise. Who knows? And then, but I will say, they better create a hell of a logo because the one they're replacing, as you know, is iconic for some. And like I said, here's the key. Win some damn games. That's it for this week. I appreciate Daryl Green and John Jansen joining me at the last minute on a crazy day. And mostly, I appreciate you, the fans, tuning in. You notice I mentioned you before the sponsors. Fans make it fun for players, they make it fun for me, and you make this podcast possible, and it's why the podcast continues to grow. But now I will mention Lono Coffee. Visit LonoCoffee.com, promo code COFFEE2020, and buy some coffee. Their coffee and some nice jazz or Louis Armstrong or Andrea Bocelli very early on a Saturday morning with the sun coming up, with the views I have out here and in the country, it's helped me survive this chaotic time. I hope I can help you as well. I promise I'll have some football interviews coming up that you're going to want to hear, including one with Matt Bowen that was taped a couple weeks ago. Talk to you next time.